Bammers is sponsored by Dead Soxy. Best damn socks in the world. Period. Hey folks, my name is Ike Morgan and we are down in Alabama. Now we're literally down in Alabama covering as much as we can from Lookout Mountain to Mobile Bay and every other corner of the state. And Down in Alabama is also the name of our show. We spend three to five minutes daily going over a handful of news and culture stories that are a mix of the top stories and the most overlooked stories and sometimes just the most Alabama stories of the day. Now there's not a strict definition of the most Alabama stories of the day, but you know them when you see them. So y'all come on by and give us a listen. And bring a sense of humor, because we try not to take ourselves too seriously. The show is called Down in Alabama, and we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, and most anywhere you listen to your podcasts, or through the flash briefing on your Amazon Alexa device. Some might say Alabama football's most diehard fans are the ones in the RVs. It's like going on a cruise with 12 of your best friends, you know what I mean? It's, it's, a, it's a cool thing. I've been wanting to do this for 50 years. I'm from Tuscaloosa, and I've seen everybody do this. I've always wanted to do it. We've met so many great people that we keep in touch with all year long. Yeah. We were jumping up and down when we saw each other. You walk up to everybody's tailgates, and they're so friendly, and just everybody is like a family. I don't know what they do there all day, but they always seem happy. They're talking to their next-door neighbor in the motorhome. They're having fried chicken. They're drinking beer. They're, they're talking about games 30 years ago, 40 years ago. I would dare say they're happier than I am. RV culture in college football started back in the 1970s when fans would drive their motorhomes up to the stadium parking lots to make a day out of it, especially if they could sleep in the exact same spot where they partied before, during, and after the game. It sleeps too, period. That's all there is to it. It sleeps too, me and her. In that king bed back there. These days, the University of Alabama has designated parking lots on and off campus, sending most of the vehicles to the outskirts of the capstone, where owners will park and leave their motorhomes in Tuscaloosa for entire seasons at a time. It's almost like the Grateful Dead culture or something. This little community materializes and moves around and, and sort of maintains itself wherever the game is. Oh, it's a tremendous commitment. It's also a tremendous amount of money. It's way as comfortable as home. I, sometimes I think I sleep better here. I'm Ben Flanagan. Welcome to Bammers. Early in the 2018 season, I caught up with a few of the families who parked their motorhomes at Coach's Corner RV Park in Tuscaloosa. The Brakefields, Harwells, Keeners, and Thigpens invited me to take a look inside their beautiful, souped-up RVs that they drive from various parts of the southeast to wherever Alabama is playing. Can you tell me a little bit about where we are, what this place is, and what the business is? This is called Coach's Corner RV. It's on Hargrove Road, 103 Hargrove Road, three traffic lights west of uh, McFarland Boulevard on Hargrove. Ben's been in business here probably five or six years now. We have 105 RV spots, and fortunately, we're all sold out this year. And we have people coming from mid-Florida to East Georgia, and last year, we even had a couple come from Washington. It's just a different group of folks. It's, everybody likes to be outside cooking out and tailgating. It's just a lot of fun. Jack Brakefield is from Shelby County, Alabama. He's a retired deputy who helps manage Coach's Corner. My wife and I have been doing RVing for about 14 years now. 
we love it. We go camping all the time, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. You get to meet a tremendous amount of people, really nice folks. And like I said, they're they're from all over the United States, all over the South, and they just come to watch Alabama football. When you get to a campground and you're out walking around or something, if people are sitting outside, they're going to holler at you and wave to you, and you get to go and meet them, and then you become friends. What do you find interesting about the people and the whole experience? The experience and the atmosphere. You come down here and you make all kinds of new friends. Like, we didn't even know the people next to us until we got down here, and they're from Pensacola, and now we talk all year long. The Harwells are from Huntsville. They're relatively new to the RV scene. They bought theirs in spring 2017 to make their maiden voyage last season. We're standing in their 24-foot Forest River Surveyor travel trailer. You just walk along the, the street, the road, and you make friends. You walk up to everybody's tailgates, and they're so friendly. And just everybody, it's like a family when you come down here. Everybody just gets together, and everybody's just friendly. There's one guy um, that just started this year and said he's been trying to get start doing this for 30 years, and he just started, so he's looking forward to the experience. Yeah. I mean, you hear a lot about the RV tailgating experience. Mm-hmm. And once you once you start doing it, it's it's real. Everybody's friendly and getting along, and it's a weekend, uh, an entire weekend party. I've been wanting to do this for 50 years. Wow. <laughs> I'm from Tuscaloosa, and I've seen everybody do this. I've always wanted to do it. Steve Thigpen is from Killen, Alabama. It's about five miles east of Florence and 125 miles away from Tuscaloosa. He's been retired for four years now, and he's an RV rookie. They bought theirs last year and reserved a spot at Coach's Corner as soon as Steve could. We're sitting inside his 2010 Allegro Open Road. It's a 37-foot Class A model. They flew to Houston to pick it up and left town right as Hurricane Harvey rolled in. We got in Friday night and left 9 o'clock Saturday morning when the hurricane hit. So you just missed it? We just missed it. Wow, so that was a close call. It was a mess. Never seen rain like that. We was in it till almost Shreveport. When we finally got out, out coming home on, on Saturday, spent the night in Shreveport, come on home on Sunday. Why did you want to do the RV thing? Like, what what about it for 50 years made you want to be a part of it? Everybody around partying, just having a good time. I've been a football fan all my life, Alabama football fan. I've always wanted to do it. We've always wanted to do it. I just liked the whole thing about it, everything. Yeah. Motel rooms was too expensive on game day. Yeah. It's cheaper to do one of these on game day. At first, I didn't think we'd like it. But, you know, we meet, met a lot of people, and we've done a lot of things and had a good time, and, you know, it's uh, it's comfortable. Tom and Melissa Keener are from Pensacola, Florida. They're longtime Alabama fans, at least since Melissa converted her husband from Florida State to Bama in recent years. We're standing in their 2017 Flagstaff Classic. It's a 31-foot regular bumper pull. It's on the heavier side of a travel trailer, but still less than 8,000 pounds, so someone could theoretically pull it with a large SUV like a Yukon or a Tahoe. The way that the deal is here is uh, this place will entertain 8, 10, right? And, uh, you know, you can have about four you know, four people for dinner, and that's two and another couple, and it sleeps two. <laughs> Period. That's all there is to it. It sleeps two, me and her. In that king bed back there. Seems like that's you're it. like sending a message to somebody like you can't no. sleep here. No. The only message I send is this one to Auburn. <laughs> I was gonna say like I mean are these distant relatives you're saying no no folks no. allowed or anything no, we're like just, that. You know, this, <laughs> we'll, we'll get them a hotel room. What do you love about the RV experience? Being able to get away from home. Yeah, that's really you good. know and and we ju- it's it's just such a special experience. You know you're 
you're in, you have your own stuff around you. You're not in a hotel, and you just get to just just get away. We've met so many great people that we keep in touch with all year long, and we just can't wait to see. We were jumping up and down when we saw each other when we got here um, last night. It's we like came being in a time. vacation place, you know, a resort that you know everybody that's there. Right. It's like going on a cruise with twelve of your best friends. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's a cool thing. I mean, it, for me, it's not about all about football. I just like socialize yeah. and entertain. I mean, that's my deal. In this whole RV lifestyle, it's not the cheapest hobby in the world. The motorhomes will often run one hundred and fifty thousand dollars and up. Travel trailers from about thirty thousand to a hundred thousand, and depending on what kind of trailer you get you need a heavy-duty truck to tow it. Other expenses include campground fees, generators, propane gas, appliances in the motorhomes, and more. Oh, it's a tremendous commitment. It's also a tremendous amount of money. It's not It's not cheap. Right. So, I mean, like... But it's worth it. Yeah. Why is it worth it? Because of the experience. The yeah. family atmosphere, everybody gets along. It's, right. just, it's like a, a one big family. Yeah. It's like a, it's all calm and laid back, and it's worth every dime. It's, it's an it's investment. Not. It is. Yeah. It is. So what made you want to just go ahead and bite the bullet, give you the green light to do it? We looked at a condo in Gulf Shores. We found a condo, and they wanted money down, and by, when we got the money, it was sold. Then the next year, we went back, found another one, and they doubled what they wanted down on us. So we just said to heck with it and talked about this and found what we wanted and bought it. It's really inexpensive. Actually. Is it really? Think about it. Yeah. Let's just let's talk about it from a. I don't know. Let's go with monthly standpoint. So you can incur whatever you want as far as payment wise. I mean, from ninety nine to one hundred nine dollars a month to two thousand four hundred dollars a month, just depending upon what where you want to go as far as, as size wise. But I mean, still, it's it's cheap in comparison to ownership. If you're going to come up here for seven, you know, we have friends that own a condo here. They're here seven times a year. Period. They don't see their place until the next season. So if you're going to make you know make that investment, I mean, it, it costs you four hundred dollars a night in a halfway decent hotel that somebody's been sleeping in, and you don't have any of your stuff. You know, I mean, so when we back up to this thing, it's like we back up to a to a condo to stay it for three weeks. You know what I mean? But um, still, we have our stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's it's just a different experience. So if you think about it, how much does a hotel room cost, a really nice hotel room? This is cheaper. Oh, yeah, way less than a car payment. If, they, if you put it in a payment standpoint, I mean, most of these people, I'm sure, own their coach or whatever. But, you know, if you did do it that way, you know, you got a 1098 second home tax deduction, right? So if you want to finance it, that income is, I mean, that uh, ta- the uh, interest is tax deductible. So as a second home, even if it sits for however many months. Stick around for more Bammers. Step into fall in style. You really need to experience the difference a quality sock makes. This is the first step in dressing for the job you want, not the job you have. From no-shows to the boardroom, or you just want to showcase your own style, Dead Soxy has your feet covered. Go to deadsoxy.com and enter the code BAMMERS at checkout to receive 25% off all orders. What is the South? Is it a place? A people? A mindset? A lifestyle? Is it just a marketing gimmick? My name's John Hammontree, and this is a question that's bugged me ever since I was a little kid. Each week on The Reckon Interview, we'll talk with some of the South's most interesting minds about what this place is, how it shaped them, and how they're reshaping the place. The South is filled with brilliant creative thinkers and storytellers, so join me as we get to know some of your favorite artists, 
authors, comics, musicians, and more. Because fresh air may be nice, but down here we know the humidity will get you. Subscribe to The Reckon Interview on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. If we're going to look at Alabama fans and RVs, who better to talk to than the guy who wrote the actual book on it? Warren St. John is the New York-based author who wrote Rammer Jammer Yellow Hammer, a journey into the heart of fan mania. It's a very successful book about his odyssey traveling with Alabama fans and their RVs. The book came out in 2004, but very little has changed about the culture. Well, they've made them park farther away, but there's just as many of them. They go pretty hard on the weekends. I stop by and see some of the folks I've written about. They're still out there having a good old time. So um, I, I know it's different everywhere, but the experience of kind of hitting the road, going to road games and that sort of thing is, you know, unique with RV culture. It's just sort of like it's 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 like it's almost like the you know Grateful Dead culture or something. It's little this little community materializes and moves around and and sort of maintains itself wherever the game is. And so I don't think it's really diminished particularly. And so you write that RVers, they share this common belief that the world does not understand them, that they're unwanted wherever they go. So there's this idea that they're a group of outsiders even within the Alabama fan landscape. And you mentioned many times these tense interactions that you have with people who are suspicious of the notes you're taking. So even as an Alabama fan, when you put on your reporting hat, you become an outsider. So I just wonder, did you sort of begin to understand that feeling as an outsider within your own fan base during that whole project? Yeah, possibly. I suspect that's even worse now, given that you know the media has been turned into some sort of boogeyman for doing its job. At the time, you know, I was really focused more on like getting the story than I was acutely aware of kind of how I how I had one foot in and one foot out. You know, I mean, I was a fan of the same team, but I was also doing this, I was on this mission to report and understand, and that requires sort of stepping outside of the moment a little bit, you know, like when you're when you're just in something, you're just participating. When you're writing about it, you may be participating, but you're also observing, and so it creates a sort of interesting, it creates a layer, that sort of existential layer of separation between the observer and participant, even when the observer is participating. You know, I wonder, and I'm sure you've probably faced this question over the last 10 years or so, but if you wrote your book now during the Saban era, I wonder what changes. Your story follows fans on the brink of hope with this season that's sort of shrouded in mystery in terms of not knowing where Mike Dubose would take it and if Alabama football would ever sort of return to the mountaintop. Do you think that there's sort of a greater eagerness to travel for Alabama football in an era of dominance or uncertainty? Uh, that's a really good question. I mean, I think, you know, well, I, I, saw, I saw that Coach Saban was grumbling about, you know, empty seats, so it's possible people are getting complacent. It's also possible that the home football schedule is not very good this year. You know, I think, well, the main thing that would be different, first of all, is that Alabama would win a lot more <laughs> than they did when I was there, although they did end up winning the SEC championship. I kind of enjoyed, frankly, being – not, I didn't enjoy it in the moment, but in retrospect, I was glad that I was there when Alabama lost to Louisiana Monroe and was able to just kind of see how that affected the hive mind of the RV lot. 
it's hard for I don't know how it would be different, frankly. I just I don't I don't really know. I mean the RVs are have gotten a lot nicer since the time I wrote about them. You know, they've got all these fancy accordion like contraptions and they you know, they're like transformers. You take them and hit a button and then they pop up and do all sorts of things. <clears throat> they drive better. Uh air conditioning works better. So, you know, there have been some <laughs> modern modernization to the R V fleet. But I don't I'm not sure that the you know, when I go see the folks that I write about, it kind of feels like the same scene that I wrote about back in 1999. I don't know what they do there all day, but they always seem happy. They're talking to their next door neighbor in the motorhome. They're having fried chicken. They're drinking beer. They're, they're talking about games 30 years ago, 40 years ago. I would dare say they're happier than I am. Spending thousands of dollars is a little less painful when your team is winning like Alabama is. The Nick Saban era has inspired most of these fans to take the plunge, but they insist that they're going to stick with it long after Saban retires. Yes, they are good, and hopefully we can still be good. It's a lot of fun. Like I said, just just to be here, and, and we're two miles from the stadium here. You know, you, you're just there and just having a good time. I mean, no, nobody's getting any younger, so we'll do it until we can't do it anymore. It must make it easy in terms of investing in something like this in the midst of the saving era, right? We'd come if we had to put a bag on it. Well, I was going to say, do you? Yeah. Do you, do you no, we come no matter what. So once the saving years are in we're the past, we'd still keep come. Doing well, first of all, well, you know, made, made family members. I hope I'm capable. I mean, I've been pulling for them ever since I was born. So I don't see why I can't go another 40 or 50 years. Join us as we continue our deep dive into Alabama football's fascinating fan culture. Like, we don't go to Ole Miss. Like, we're not in the Grove. There's no, like, we don't need chandeliers. Like, that lady wearing pearls? Like, what's happening? Like, this is a football game. Coming soon on Bammers. Bammers is produced and hosted by Ben Flanagan for AL.com. Additional audio from ESPN. You can find all episodes and other bonus content on iTunes, Google Play, and at al.com slash bammers. If you like the show, please rate and review on Apple or wherever you download your podcasts. Tired of dress socks that won't stay up? No shows that slip in your loafer? Dead Soxy has applied its patent-pending technology to ensure you don't have to experience either of those issues. You really need to experience the difference a quality sock makes. Visit deadsoxy.com. That's D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y dot com. And enter the code BAMMERS at checkout to receive 25% off all orders.